Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Darren Waller going to play this Sunday versus the New Orleans Saints? We're going to break that down on today's show as the report's coming out from Giants insiders and beat reporters that suggest number 12 might be out there. And then we're also going to get into a Giants versus Saints preview as this is pretty much a playoff game for New York. But first, I want to let you guys in on a little bit of a secret here. At Chat Sports, we don't just have a Giants channel. We also have a Saints channel, and that's hosted by my guy, Trace Gerard. He is enemy number one, though, this week. He's been talking big noise about how the Saints are going to dominate the Giants. And also, he says that Saints now has better real ones than Giants now. I don't just want to beat the Saints on the football field. I want to embarrass Trizzy Trace in the subscriber battle. So, sup to Giants now so we can beat Saints now. Because Trizzy Trace, he's got a little message for all the Giants now real ones. What's up, Giants fans? It's your boy, Trizzy Trace. And I'm ready for the beatdown that we're about to give you at our home stadium. The Caesar Superdome is going to be rocking. Tommy DeVito, you better bring all that gabagool because you're going to need it, my friend. And hey, Giants fans, you're going to need all the help you can get to beat us in the sub battle. We're already at 500 subs on the day, on the week, so you better get your money up before you get your funny up. Good old Trizzy Trace. If you're looking for free Giants videos every single day and you want to be the winner in the subscriber battle this week against the Saints. Hit that sub button and join us this Sunday for a watch party as we go live and try to beat the Saints. Darren Waller has not yet been activated off the IR. His 21-day practice window has not opened. But when he spoke to the media today, it sounded like that could happen any second or any day. Darren Waller said this, it's just a matter of them opening up the window. I'll be at practice, so whenever that is, I'll be out there. That sounds like a guy that is ready to get back out there, ready to put back on the helmets, cleats, and shoulder pads, and play football this Sunday against the Saints. Brian Dable also made it seem like he could be returning. Quote, Darren Waller is making progress in getting closer. Darren Waller needs to play this week. He has not played since week nine. The game he met, uh, the game he got hurt prior to missing games was he didn't get to play in that game against the Las Vegas Raiders. But I want to see him out there, and I want to see Tommy DeVito have a go-to target like Darren Waller is. Look, Waller's had some good games with the Giants, and he's had some not-so-good games. But I truly felt like he was starting to hit his stride this season when he entered week five. In that game, he had eight receptions for 86 yards, then five receptions for 43 yards, then seven receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. 
Then he got hurt in the early portion of that Week 8 game. Plain and simple, Darren Waller is a big-time player. The Giants don't have a lot of big-time players on the offensive end outside of Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley. Darren Waller is that special. And let's see Tommy DeVito with a healthy Giants offense. If I am going to have to draw a conclusion of can Tommy DeVito potentially be the starter next year for the Giants with Daniel Jones maybe missing the first couple of games due to injury, I want to see him with a fully healthy Giants offense. I want to see him throwing to Darren Waller. I want to see him, like he has been, having Andrew Thomas protect his blind side. Saquon Barkley in the backfield. The emergence of Wandale Robinson and still the deep play threat of Jalen Hyatt. I want to see number 15 targeted number 12 this weekend. I have a feeling if Waller plays, it's not going to be 100% of the snaps, but he can at least go out there and give you something. And if he does, I think that helps the Giants potentially beat the Saints on Sunday. Who do you got in that matchup, though? Who's going to come out of the boot with a dub. Look, this is a must-win ball game. We're going to show you that playoff picture coming up in a second. Giants lose this game. Their hopes of the playoffs are over. Let me know who you got. Type NYG for Big Blue or NO for the New Orleans Saints. Other injury news I just want to catch you guys up on before we dive into a full preview of this game. Players that were limited at Wednesday's practice for the Giants. You don't see Darren Waller here because he didn't practice because he has not yet been activated off IR. Reports are coming out, though, that that could be any day. Cordell Flott was limited with a shoulder injury. Dexter Lawrence still nursing that hammy. I don't expect him uh, to be out at all. I'm expecting him to be there. Evan Neal maybe could make his return after missing four straight games. Aziz Ojolari with a shoulder. And Ashawn Robinson, he's just banged up. Look, a lot of guys are banged up. It's NFL Week 15. If you're not hurt, probably means you haven't played all that much this year. I will say this about Evan Neal, though. For a guy that has missed four games in a row and a guy that has missed six out of the last seven games, Evan Neal needs these reps. He was picked in the top 10, number seven overall, in the 2022 NFL Draft. And since he was drafted, he has already missed 10 games in his career. You're missing 10 of 34 potential games in your first two seasons. That's red flag number one. Red flag number two, you have not produced like a top 10 pick in either your rookie season or your second season. I'm not saying pro football focus is the gospel. And I'm not saying that pro football focus completely determines who is a good football player and who is not. But they judge with no bias and look at the tape. And it seems like somehow Evan Neal is worse this year than he was last year. And you never want to see a player take a step back. So the production hasn't been there as a top 10 pick and neither has the availability. Pro football focus prior to Evan Neal being hurt, had him ranked as the 62nd offensive tackle in the National Football League. That means there's not many guys worse than him. His rookie year, he was ranked 57th. I don't want to be mean to Evan, but I will say this. For a guy that's missed a lot of games, and for a guy that has not played all that well, there is no way in hell that Evan Neal should stop Joe Shane from drafting a right tackle if that is the best player on the board when the Giants are picking in the first round. That is a major piece to a good football team. And you want to have protection for Daniel Jones or Tommy DeVito or that rookie quarterback or some, whatever you do at the quarterback position. If the best player available is Joe Alt or Olu from Penn State when you're picking, I think you might have to take him. Because what has Evan Neal shown me through two years that I can depend on him to be the franchise right tackle? He needs to get out there in these last couple games, show that he's gotten better, put some more tape out there, and make it a tough decision for Joe Shane. Because right now, right tackle is one of the top needs for this football team. 
And it stinks that we just used a pick on the top 10 and one he has not produced. We're going to get to my full preview. Keys to victory and weaknesses and strengths for the Saints. But first, I got to give a huge shout out to our proud sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use the promo code CLNS and Prize Picks will match your initial deposit up to $100. What I love about Prize Picks is how easy it is to play. I'm going with just a two-player lineup for this Sunday's slate of games in the National Football League. I think Nick Mullins is coming down to earth this week against a pretty good Cincinnati Bengals defense. I'm going to go with less on his passing yards. And something just tells me this is going to be a bounce-back week for the Kansas City Chiefs. They all complained after the loss last week. They've been under the microscope of every single media outlet that covers the NFL. I think Pat Mahomes may have a pretty big, big game and try to shut everybody up. I'll go with more on his passing yards. You can roll with my picks or fade my picks, but if you're going to play daily fantasy sports, just do it with prize picks and use the promo code CLNS. That's prizepicks.com slash CLNS, promo code CLNS. All righty, the New York Giants travel down to Louisiana, the Superdome, to play the New Orleans Saints. Las Vegas right now has the Saints favored by six points. That's a larger spread than I would have anticipated because I don't believe the Saints are that good of a football team, but they are expecting this to be, once again, a defensive-minded game and maybe even an offensive struggle as the total over-under is just at 38. Look at the playoff picture, though, and tell me that this is not a playoff game. How more of a perfect, <coughs> perfect outline could you have if you're the Giants? You're one win out of the final wildcard spot, and the team you play this week is above you in the hunt. If you beat the Saints, not only do you get the six wins and you send them down eight losses, you would then have the potential tiebreaker over them if it came down to you versus New Orleans for that final seventh wildcard spot. Second, third wildcard spot, seventh seed in the Eastern, uh, Eastern, Jesus, NBA, NFC playoff picture. This is a must-win game for the Giants. Let's look at the offensive stats for New Orleans. They're about middle of the pack on offense. Not a good offense. I'm not going to go so far as say they're a bad offense, but they're definitely not good. They are 100% mid. They average 22 points per game, 15th. 352 yards per game, 16th. Passing yards, 16th. You would actually think their rushing offense would be better than their passing offense. Just hasn't been the case. I will keep my eyes, though, on Alvin Kamara. We know he could change the game with any one play. Much stronger on the defensive side of the ball, though, is New Orleans. Top 10 defense when it comes to scoring defense, allowing less than 21 points per game. Middle of the pack or a little bit better when it comes to yards per game at 13th. Passing yards per game. Only allowing 189 passing yards per game. It's pretty dang good. Rushing yards, 131.5. So if you're going to be able to take advantage of any of their defense, this rushing yards, 26. You can run the ball with them if you're Saquon Barkley. And I want to see him once again be a big part of this offense. Quickly, let's go through some keys to victory. Number one for me is pressure Derek Carr. Of all my years watching the Raiders and all my years now watching the Saints with Derek Carr, I know that when he is under pressure, he does not perform to his best ability. And his passing stats this year show just that. When he's kept clean, <coughs> excuse me, 73% completion percentage. He's operating in a clean pocket. Derek Carr is one of the best in the league. He's got a great arm. He makes good decisions. He's got good ball placement. He's a veteran. He can read defenses. And if you just let him sit back there, hit that back foot, he'll tear you up a little bit. But when he's under pressure, he completes just 50% of his passes. A two-interception to one touchdown ratio. Ratio. When he's not blitz, which is very similar to kept clean, and you don't generate pressure with those four, he's pretty good. When blitzed, 
also decent, but he is not nearly as good when he's blitzed compared to not blitzed and kept clean. So get pressure on Derek Carr. I want to see Kayvon Thibodeau in the backfield early and often. Same as number 97. On defense for the Giants. Bend, but don't break. Kind of an old mantra for the Giants. Go back to the Patrick Graham days. But this defense has been electric as of late. I mean, when you talk about turnover differential in the past four games, the New York Giants are at the top of the league. But the reason I said bend, bend but don't break is this. The Saints' red zone office, offense is one of their Achilles' heels. They score touchdowns on just 50% of their red zone trips. That's 22nd in the NFL. They're going to drive the ball on you a little bit. But when you have to get in that 20 yards to the scoring line, when you're playing in that box, when you're playing in the red zone, bow up your neck a little bit. Because that offense isn't good right there. They lack creativity, in my opinion. And if you can hold them to, I would say, below 50% in the red zone touchdown box, you may win this football game. Another interesting thing that's kind of been, I think, going under, I would say, the table a little bit is that the Saints' pass rush is not as good as we once thought it was. When you used to think of the New Orleans Saints, you used to think of them as one of the most violent and aggressive defenses. They're not that this year. But let's focus on the Giants. The Giants allowed zero sacks versus Green Bay. It was the first time this year that the Giants have played a football game and not have a sack. They have, not allowed, they have not had a sack. So I think this offensive line is getting better, but I think it speaks a little bit more to the point that Tommy DeVito got the ball out quicker or decided to run earlier. And the Saints defense, they have 23 sacks on the season. Not Saints have allowed it. Saints defense. The Saints defense has 23 sacks on the season. That's 30th in the NFL. And when you just look at other metrics, you talk about pressure percentage. They only generate pressure on 19.6% of plays. That's bottom 10 in the NFL. When you talk about just pressures, they're fourth, least in the NFL. Just 94 pressures this year in sacks like we talked about, 23rd uh, that's tied for third least. So not a great D-line, and I want to see the Giants be able to kind of win that matchup in the trenches. On offense, you need to create some splash plays because we just talked about the Saints aren't aggressive defense anymore, but they're actually still a really good defense. And when you're, I would say the Giants offense is not as good as the Saints defense. I would give the needle margin to the Saints. And when that happens, you need to create splash plays. And I'm looking at the playmakers for this Giants offense to step up. Saquon Barkley needs to have a big game. Um, I feel like he is going to use the fumble last week that almost cost the Giants to win as a little bit of fuel. And I think he's going to have a big game. Wandale Robinson showed everybody in the world on Monday Night Football that he's the real deal. And I want to see Jalen Hyatt get a couple balls thrown deep to him this week with a non-aggressive Saints defense, which maybe they changed their game plan because they know the Giants' offensive line is a weakness. If DeVito has time, I'd like to see him take a shot or two deep, try to take that top off the defense with Hyatt. Didn't see that last week. Giants still got the win. I want to see that back in the playbook this week. And number five, just keep riding the good vibes. Keep riding the Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets wave. He won three games in a row. Morale is at an all-time high. This team believes in Tommy DeVito. And this is a must-win ball game. We showed you the playoff picture a second ago. If the Giants lose this game to the Saints, your playoff hopes are dead. But if you win, you continue to control your own destiny. Just give Tommy DeVito a chance. I'm not saying the NFL's rigged, but I do think it's good for the NFL that if the Giants are winning down the stretch, and if you haven't noticed, they like this whole Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets thing. I think they showed that Tommy DeVito's agent and his family more than they showed Taylor Swift in any game 
Not saying it's Rick, but if it's close down the end, maybe the whistle goes their way. Keep doing you, Tommy. Take care of the football. If Tommy DeVito comes out of this game yet again with zero turnovers, this game will be decided in the fourth quarter. And I can't help but ride with Tommy DeVito after what I saw him do in 100, with one minute and 33 seconds left, needing to go 57 yards. Show him some love. We're going to keep the gabagoos. We're going to keep the Tommy DeVitos rolling in the chat. If you made it this far in the video, be a real one and spam the comments with the DeVitos. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with another video. Let's go Big Blue.